Welcome to a new episode of the Life Science Get Together top, uh, podcast. Today we are talking about one of my favorite topics right now. It's uh, the pandemic. SARS-CoV-2 has conquered the world. And it's really hard to say, are we at the beginning, midterm or the end of the pandemic? Uh, when we look at it like a soccer game, it's difficult to say if it's, is it halftime? Is it the beginning of the game? Or are we at the end? The relieving event that politicians are seeing is the development of a vaccine. Some say it should be on the market uh, by the end of this year or early 2021. When I look at clinicaltrials.gov, um, I see the endpoints of the studies in 2022. And in the meantime, the politicians try to find out uh, to learn more and support the scientists to learn more about the virus. And one part that popped up very often in the news is the diagnostics of the virus. And with that, the term PCR test is frequently mentioned in the news. And I was always wondering, what is this PCR test about? And this was the reason to contact Irina Korsinek and Albert Miespichler and ask them, are you willing and, and happy to talk with me about uh, PCR tests and diagnostics around SARS-CoV-2? Irina and Albert, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Thank you very much. Irina, give us a little bit about your background. What is your daily business? My daily business? Working with DNA and RNA. <laughs> <laughs> so the, my job is called, uh, I, I am a molecular biologist. Yeah, but in simple words, it's, it's really we just work with DNA and RNA. Yeah? So it's basically exactly what we're talking about today. Okay. And Albert, what about you? What are you doing professionally? Professionally, I'm, I'm now being a business angel and my background, my scientific background comes from clinical diagnostics. I'm in with immunoassays, not rather DNA, but rather protein, the protein part of the diagnostics since about nearly 30 years. And it's very interesting to see that many, that, that PCR tests have been developed in the last decades to be very precise and very sensitive for a numerous amount of, of diseases and then questions, scientific questions. So let's, let's uh, with that having said, let's come to the, to, to the first point. What exactly is a PCR test? Easy to explain. Uh, first of all, you need the sequence. Yeah, that's very, very important, especially when you think about uh, uh, coronavirus uh, Two now, we didn't have, have a sequence in the beginning of the year, and then the Chinese uh, uh, published the sequence, and this made it possible to design a PCR. So you need the region, you have in, in you have the whole virus gene, uh, genome, for example, and you choose a region. That's mm -hmm. very very important because this region has to be very conserved. Yeah. Then you define the borders of the region you would like to see. Mm. Uh, and then you copy it. That's called amplification. Yeah? And you copy and copy and copy until you can see it. 
Yeah. So you have to think like working with a camera when you zoom in and you zoom in as long as you can focus uh, to the object of interest. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, you said first you need the sequence. So the first sequence came came from China. So it's basically Chinese scientists were the first one. Who... It's an international database. Okay. And they put it on. And in the PCR test, um, are you looking for the entire virus genome or are you looking for, you mentioned regions, are you looking for pieces around it? And who defines that? What What you should be looking for? Yeah, you're looking for pieces, yeah, mm -hmm. which are essential for the virus. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if they get gets a mutation and it in it would change. Yeah, so it's basically this is is really a, a region you know a little bit more about the virus. Yeah, you know maybe from from the family of this virus yeah, that mm -hmm. this is the region to bind to uh, the human receptor on the cell. Mm -hmm. So what's hey, May I shortly interrupt here and have a question? Are you detect a new virus or the, it is named a new virus because it's a new sequence. So this sequence is a little bit different to all the viruses known until now. Mm -hmm. Coming from the antibody part of the diagnostics, we all know that antibodies never are 100% specific, but always have some more or less amount of unspecificity. Mm -hmm. The question now is for me, How do you define that the part of the RNA you are copying is 100% specific for this virus and does not detect rests or parts of any other virus that could be similar to that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because SARS-CoV-2 is not completely new. Yeah, it is a virus uh, species from a family. Uh, And for example, SARS-1 is well known. And the Chinese did a lot of work in the last few years putting in uh, different SARS sequences. Uh, so there were already 450 sequences in, uh, in the database from SARS-1 or similar SARS. Uh, the SARS-CoV-2 was completely new. But um, how is this called? You You see that it is related, yeah. So we um, align—is it the word? Which, yeah. yeah, you can align the sequence, and you see that the CoV2 sequence aligned to SARS-1 mm -hmm. sequence, and then and SARS-1 is not our problem in the moment, <laughs> yeah, because it's it's only gone, yeah. So we choose a region which is similar to, to SARS-1. So this means for me, this is essential for the virus, this region. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the next step is that you have to look to other viruses, which you would not like. To, so they shouldn't be detected with the PCR. That's very important. Yeah. Okay. So, so like other coronaviruses. Yeah, so like other coronaviruses. Yeah. yeah. So there are a lot of, of uh, PCRs, uh, um, available and mm -hmm. they are based only on SARS-CoV-2 yeah and this is you have to be careful with that because here you can't see if or you don't know if it is a conserved region or not mm -hmm. so they have to choose or they choose uh, two or three targets to be on the safe side 
Okay. And who defines these targets and regions? Is this uh, the lab doing, uh, that's doing the PCR test, or uh, are these uh, scientists from the universities uh, who is, who is uh, bringing the definition of regions and targets to the world? Both, but you, you, let's see, some of the scientists hates it. I love it. <laughs> it's a lot of work. You have to be a little bit a nerd <laughs> uh, because you have hundreds of sequences in the database and you have to find the tree in the, in the forest. Yeah. <laughs> and there are some, so sometimes I don't see the sequence. Yeah. So you have to be really concentrated uh, and working two or three hours. Uh, mm -hmm on a part, also to, together, and then you have to start on the next day again to be on, on the safe side, yeah. So you have to be a specialist, yeah, and yeah, you have to love it. <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, you, in the meantime, you have more than, uh, I think it is 28,000 sequences of COV2 in the database, so. 28,000. 28, <laughs> yeah. It is called the GIS, -IT, a GIS yeah. database. It's a special database for influenza and, and COV-2. Okay. So basically you can make sure that when you are looking for the virus, that you really are looking for SARS-CoV-2 and not any other coronavirus. Yeah, you can be sure, but you you have to ask the virus if it is stays conserved <laughs> in this region. <laughs> don't, don't change. Don't mute it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. Um, when I look at the workflow, so you have the first part, the virus is detected. I think this is the basis that we can start PCR testing. So we must know the virus. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is we must know the regions that we're looking for and make sure that we don't start mix it up with other viruses. So it would not make any sense. Yes. Uh, what comes after the workflow? Then you said uh, you are looking, basically you start looking for the needle in the haystack. So basically mm -hmm. you are yeah. searching for the virus. How does that work? Yeah, you have to take the right samples. Mm -hmm. We begin with this, yeah. Is it a, a sample from the nose or from the mouth or uh, from the blood? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So SARS-CoV-2 is not in the blood. Well, there's only a few days in the, is the, the virus in the blood. Uh, and it can be sometimes that it's only in the fetus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that's very important. And then it's an RNA virus. It's mm -hmm. not a DNA virus, it's RNA virus, yeah. And RNA virus is very, very sensitive for there. We have, there are a lot of uh, enzymes uh, around uh, cutting the RNA, yeah, in a minute or two. So the sample has to be stored correctly. And what, is the, what is the correct storage of such a sample? Mm, yeah. For a short time, you can leave it in water, mm -hmm. yeah but only one minute or two, yeah. Uh, you can leave it in a salt uh, solution and it's uh, very stable or you put it in the freezer, but then you have to be very careful But because you're destroying the, the surface of the virus. Mm -hmm. And when you take the sample out of the freezer, yeah, the RNA is free and it's not protected anymore. Yeah, And then you have to work immediately uh, to get all the enzymes which are destroying the RNA out of, 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 of your sample. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a very, uh, yeah, very interesting uh, uh, 
step in all this, yeah, because um, yeah, there are what, a lot of mistakes. What 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 does it mean? So let, let, let's uh, let's plan for the worst case and say I, I would be the one who's taking the samples and have absolutely no idea how to handle that. <laughs> so I mess up the RNA of the virus. Uh, what does it mean for the PCR test? You, it's negative. Okay. So <laughs> yeah, the virus, it's the virus wrong. Will... Maybe it's 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 okay uh, negative, but yeah, you would not see the the, the RNA. You can't uh, amplify it. Yeah. So that's a very, very uh, yeah special step for 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 the lab, yeah. So and then everybody thinks yeah they can leave it in minus twenty or minus eighty, yeah, and then they forget that they have to work work very very fast, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. So it's uh, it, it needs specialists, I guess, to to do that. So to take the samples and to make sure that it really is stored in the right way, so that when you get uh, the samples, that they still have uh, virus RNA in it and it's not destroyed. It really starts from the beginning. Yeah? You mm -hmm. have to choose the right uh, uh, possibility to get the sample. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's very important, mm -hmm. um, and then how to store it, how to transport it to the lab. That's mm -hmm. uh, uh, the next step, and then of following the next step in, in the lab is uh, to extract the RNA. How are you doing that? Um, you can bind it to a surface, silicon surface, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, or you're working with magnetic beads. It's also binding to magnetic beads. Uh, the first step is a lysis buffer. Lysis buffer is guanidine. Uh, and uh, when you put in the, the guanidine uh, buffer, then it's completely stable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, then you bind it and you wash it. You wash away all the, the enzymes and, and salt that is in your sample. And then uh, it, the last, last step is dilution step. Uh, more or less, you elute the RNA because it's very uh, easy to uh, solve in uh, in in uh, water. You elute in in water, and then you have to be careful again. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> because then the RNA is again very uh, easy to destroy. Okay. Because if you don't have the right water or Uh, be not careful in contamination. You get in RNAs, the enzymes are cutting mm -hmm. the RNA again because we have it in, in our sputum, a lot okay. of enzymes yeah, for destroying mm -hmm. the RNA. Uh, yeah, you have to store it exact, immediately in minus 20 or you mm -hmm. have to do the PCR. And as I say, don't touch it. <laughs> so don't, touch it. <laughs> don't touch it. Uh, and then the actual begin. Yeah, Albert? So coming back to the, the first step, getting the sample, which we call sample preparation, mm -hmm. there are now 
now there's two two possibilities. You take these sticks, this patch, and, and then put some thing of sputum out of the nose and put it into some solution, which is normally mm -hmm. a salt solution. Or you have the goggling test, which is much easier and more convenient for the people. Um, are there any any experiences on on problems with getting the samples and transporting the samples? Yeah, gagging is 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 something what uh, when you think about small children, yeah, some of them they can't gaggle. Okay, they, they are not used to it. Yeah, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. It was for me, it was, was also strange. Uh, is there somebody who can't do it? But yeah, small children sometimes can't do it. Yeah. When we stay at the sampling step, I mean, first, when I read about the PCR test, I thought the, the throat or no smoke is something from here, not yeah. really up. Why is it important to go really the, the whole way? So to give the patient or the, the, the person the whole experience of a no smoke <laughs> from, from the back. Why is that so important? <laughs> it is not. No, it's it's depending uh, how sensitive you want to work. Yeah? Uh, so if you really want to have see one or ten copies of the virus, yeah, then yeah, you have to find them. Yeah, but these are, let's say, huh. normally when you are you are sick or you are contaminated with the virus, so you have thousands, millions of copies. Yeah, and then you are. Uh, so-called spreader, yeah. And there is also a diagnostic uh, dark spot yeah. mm -hmm. when the cells, or you get the virus, or you you're getting infected from the virus, then the virus is looking for the cells, and they go into the cell, and then they are in the cells, yeah. And they maybe are one day or two days in the cells, and then they go out of the cells. Yeah. And this is the, the time when you can detect it. Mm. Yeah. And then you have, at this stage, you have more than 100, 500,000 copies already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's also depending on your application, what you want to, 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 to find. Is it, some, is it if somebody is infected and is already a spreader or uh, so he can, she or he can infect other people, mm -hmm. or you want to detect uh, for a theater or a, a sport event, yeah, for the next two hours. Yeah. If you only want to see, can they all the people got get in because there shouldn't be any spreader in 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 the theater, uh, then you don't need a high sensitivity, high sensitive uh, test, yeah. But if you want uh, to test when somebody is, wants to get or they for vacation and they go to another country, yeah, you needed the test more sensitive mm -hmm. because you don't know what is going on. Yeah, but a lot of people they had coughed to uh, the COVID nineteen already. They have very low COVID numbers for weeks or even months. And this is very important information for uh, the report or the lab report, yeah, uh, because this this guy is not infected anymore. Yeah. Okay. When when we look at the at the workflow, 
and we start with the no swap. How much time does it take uh, until you start with the PCR testing? Do we talk 20 about... 20 to 30 minutes, half an hour. Okay. So from the swap to the testing, it's half an hour, basically. The, the work is also the all the putting all the, the important things into the computer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a lot of work. Yeah? And when you start looking for the sequences of the virus, so uh, this is then basically the action that hap- that's happening in the PCR test, that you compare the samples that you get and you make copies and you compare it uh, to your library and say, okay, do I find something that's similar? So, uh, but basically you're not looking for the entire virus, for the entire genome. So you're looking only for a little bit, a part. Can... Can the PCR test then uh, distinguish between pieces of the virus or if there's really the entire virus in that? Uh, if, if you have pieces uh, of it, it gets very fast destroyed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also there is, it, it is impossible to detect pieces because the, the, yeah, it, it is only for a minute in, in, in the body or in the, in mm-hmm. the sputum. Okay. So what does a positive or a negative result really say when when the PCR test is finished? So it's either, it's binary, I guess. So it's either you find the virus or you don't. Yeah. So if, if you find it, it doesn't mean that you're getting sick, no? but you have it. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> let's say when you, you find only 10 or 20 or 100 copies, yeah, um, so the virus is there, yeah. But you have an immune system. We all have an immune system, yeah. We don't know what the immune system is doing, yeah. So if the in- immune system recognizes it as a, a killer virus, yeah, <laughs> it starts to uh, to fight, yeah. Mm-hmm. And may, well, sometimes the immune system is the winner, and sometimes the virus is the winner. Mm-hmm. So it it doesn't mean that the person is. Uh sick so basically when, no. when a test result is coming and say it's positive it, uh, it let's put it a little bit bluntly it's not a death sentence right away so it's uh um it's basically the question what's happening in the body of the patient yeah but definitely uh, this they have to stay at home mm-hmm. yeah and if yeah they think they are getting sick they have to be very very careful yeah uh and the best thing would be to test the person again after Mm -hmm. two or three days. Albert? I think this is a very important part of the discussion now because we always have a test result positive or negative or it is is reported positive or negative. This is ridiculous. (laughs) Yes, exactly. I'm not a specialist, but I I know that the the term of real-time PCR, which enables us to quantify at least to a little bit the amount of virus we are or the amount of RNA we are detecting. And I'm really angry now that people always talk about positive tests. If they are sensitive enough, you will find the positive signal in a huge amount of persons which are far away from being sick or even and more more and more away to be a spreader. Another, um, I think it should be focused and it should be spread into the public and to the public uh, uh, persons who are responsible for our 
political discussions that there should be a difference between virus particles are detected and a useful or a dangerous amount of virus particles are detected. How can you how can you distinguish that in a PCR test? So if it's just uh, virus detected or if it's uh, dangerous, what what's the values that you are trying to find or looking at? Can I explain it with a um, sample? Sure. Yeah. Um, sure. Yeah. So if you think about a factory with mm -hmm. two thousand people, yeah, and uh, you uh, uh, yeah make a virus test with these people. Uh, and you find one positive with 50 or 100 copies uh, in the PCR, uh, then you should send this person home. Uh, but you have to do nothing in addition because he or she is not infectious. Yeah? Uh, if you get results with 1,000 or uh, 1 million, let's say 1,000, you have to be careful in this, in the, yeah, with the group of people mm -hmm. which were together with, with, with this person. Yeah. Uh, like the room or the, the, the restaurant or in a seminar room, yeah, you have to find out who was together with this person and they should go home immediately uh, and stay at home. And then you have maybe a result with one million of copies or even more. Yeah. Then yeah, you have to stop everything and you have to be really, really careful. Yeah. You have to send everybody at home. You have to clean everything. Yeah. Okay. You have to yeah, do you have to lock down to shut down your whole factory? Mm -hmm. And that's very, very important to know. Like a school, all of the schools, the same. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Money is all around us, and we think about it more than almost every other aspect of our lives. But how can we make more of it, and what's our drive for building wealth beyond just the numbers in our bank account? Join us on the Make More podcast as our host, Matt Heslin, brings to you a dynamic lineup of experts in the world of investing, business, health, and beyond. Together, they unpack the secrets to not just surviving, but thriving in today's economy. It's about more than just wealth. It's about crafting life experiences, seizing opportunities, and building a legacy. Subscribe now to the Make More with Matt Heslin podcast and join us every week for new expert insights and inspiration. The problem is, as far as I get the news, the number of copies never is reported. Yes. That's, and, it's like for 20, 25 years we had this, yeah. We put the things on a, on a needle cellulose or something or endpoints, yeah. We could say positive or negative, yeah. Mm -hmm. But we have a real-time instrument now. It's very uh, expensive instrument, yeah, mm -hmm. to get the copies out, yeah. And we should use it. Is this this uh, CT value that I've yeah, it's uh, a CT heard? value. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. basically, you can. Uh, so one thing is, no positive PCR test is similar to another positive PCR test. So they they are not the same. Uh, you have to look at the second level. So if it's positive, mm -hmm. 
then you can, with the PCR tests we have nowadays, find out how many copies are in the sample. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And with that copies, you can make assumptions on the health status of... Uh... No, not health. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say health, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, we don't know that because we are, most of the time we only see positive and negative results. Mm -hmm. yeah, maybe, okay. yeah, you are right. We don't know it. Yeah, because we don't know if it is high copy or low copy and uh, the person is sick or not. Yeah. But that's the one to explain the CTs, yeah. When I say copy, yeah, you you copy it, uh, so you have 100 copies at the beginning maybe of the virus, and then you make one amplification, one cycle in the PCR, then you have 200 copies. Mm -hmm. Then you make another, yeah, then you have 400 copies, yeah, another cycle, then you have 800 copies, yeah, and again and again and again, yeah, and the CT, Point, also the, the, um, the point when you see it and you can detect it in your instrument, yeah, that is called the CT. Mm -hmm. yeah? But it means, okay, CT10 means after 10 cycles, yeah, I could see that there is an amplification that is positive. Yeah? Mm -hmm. Then you have one, one million, 100 million of copies. Okay. So that's the CT value. But it is not called CD anymore. It is called uh, C. Uh, C and quantification Q. Okay. <laughs> okay. I think, but I think CT value has hit the the the, the media yeah. that they're using that quite frequently. Mm -hmm. So basically, with a with a PCR test, you theoretically have the potential on one hand to find out whether a sample is positive or negative. Then you have the possibility to find out uh, how many cycles you need uh, until you find a copy. Yes. And okay. on top of that, the third part you can find out is how many viruses are in the PCR sample generally. Mm -hmm. But the only thing that we are currently reporting is positive or negative. So yeah. all the other values are not really reported. Yeah. We don't have to report exact CD values, yeah, uh, copy numbers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We have to think it's very high. It's uh, small, uh, under 20 cycles. Yeah, mm -hmm. or it is in the middle, 25, mm -hmm. or it's very low, yeah, and it, it's 30 or what, yeah. Mm -hmm. So this would help, yeah. Okay. And but why does this not happen? Don't ask me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because this really, this really causes economic problems. Yes. Because everybody is frightened of a positive result, which may mean after 38 cycles, I find two copies. Which means nothing. Yes. In part of in, in, in sense of, of uh, illness. Yeah. Completely right. Yeah. So it would be important to to report that to make sound decisions. I mean, to make it a little bit more complicated, uh, I will. I, I want to to ask another question. Um, when I hear testing, I always remind it. Uh, school days, 80s, 90s, early 90s. And in my school life, uh, it was binary. It was either it was a positive or a negative test result. And I didn't really care if uh, the, the grade of positivity, um, the only thing I care about was not to be negative. Um, now, when I hear the word PCR test in the news, um, I got confronted with false positive and false negative. I mean, comparing that to my school life, it was either positive or negative. And I couldn't, I mean, I wanted to argue with the teacher and say, 
sorry, but it's false negative. Actually, it's positive, mm -hmm. but they were not very up to that. What does false positive and false negative mean uh, in a PCR test? Why is that happening? Yeah, uh, you can have a sample with very, very high copy numbers. Mm -hmm. okay. uh, that means one, 100 million on copies. And then you can contaminate doing all the steps, the extraction step when you set up the PCR. Yeah, you can mm -hmm. contaminate uh, other samples with it. It's like like the person uh, is spreading. Yeah, your sample is spreading. Yeah, and uh, but normally you have too much positive uh, results afterwards. Yeah, and you see that there is one sample with very, very high copy numbers. Yeah, and then you know immediately, and you go back to the original sample, and you have to make everything again from the beginning on. Yeah, but this can happen. But normally, yeah, you recognize that mm -hmm. false positive. False um, negative. Mm -hmm. It's mainly because of how you take the sample. Mm. Yeah, that's the main reason. Yeah. Sometimes we get, I saw, oh, I get the information from the labs yeah, that they, that uh, this uh, stick, yeah, was completely dry. So <laughs> there was nothing. They didn't use the stick. Yeah, so that, something <laughs> went wrong. <laughs> Okay, so it still can be that if the sample is not taken in the in yeah. this example, it's yeah. of course. Uh, but the test uh, by itself, when we assume that everything uh, happens correctly, uh, is accurate. So yeah. by the test itself, it's not that uh, it's it's yeah. it's the workflow behind yeah. it that yeah. causes this effect. Yeah, you have an in in inhibition control. Yeah, you have a extraction control and a, an inhibition PCR control. Mm -hmm. Also based on RNA, and this is your information in in the reaction. Yeah, this has to be uh, always positive. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then you know that nothing went wrong in your. Okay, setup. so it's uh, it's basically in the in the workflow. It's the human error. It's not the the testing error. In uh, the scientific error, it's uh, basically how humans ha uh, handle the samples. Yeah. yeah. Nowadays, not only humans are working in the lab. <laughs> there are a lot of instruments. <laughs> so also, good, good to know that also machines are human yeah. and make mistakes. <laughs> uh, I was always thinking when I heard false negative, I had the picture in mind that it's like uh, being in a dark room. Uh, what is what if the PCR test is looking in the wrong corner while the virus is uh, hiding away in a different corner? Is this also a possibility that you just oversee the virus in a sample because it's uh, you're not looking at the right spot in the sample? Is this completely impossible? No, that's 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 possible. Yeah, mm -hmm. of course. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think it, you would recognize in two or three days or four days, yeah, because some of the, uh, these people are sick, yeah, and then, yeah, you immediately say, okay, what's going on? But we, we are facing this now in, 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 in the end of the year because it's normally the influenza season, mm -hmm. yeah, and then there's also, yeah, uh, 
same respiratory uh, symptoms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this can be a little bit difficult. Yeah. Okay. To say, okay, is this influenza? You, you're not searching or you don't do a PCR for influenza normally because everybody's involved with, with COVID-2. Uh, but yes, we have to look at that. Yeah. Very, very, uh, yeah. Focused on it, what is going on? Is this an inf- influenza AB or is this is this cough two, which is not mm-hmm. detected anymore from the PCR? Yeah, because we can't ask the virus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So but I mean, normally, sorry, n- normally there is no PCR test on on uh, influenza viruses in our diagnostic surroundings. No, there so are some special hospitals is... uh, searching for. So they are doing this just. Um, yeah, to see if, if it's going on or not. Yeah. In every country has special uh, labs who, who are searching for respiratory disease. Yeah, to, mm-hmm. And they have to inform the European um, organization if, if they see that influenza is, is, is now uh, raising from the disease. Diagnostic, from a diagnostic part of view, um, Influenza is detected or is diagnosed by symptoms mm-hmm. only. No, no. Is it, there are tests, also PCR tests, yeah. But it is simply, simply a thing of money and time, yeah. If if, mm-hmm. if the PCR is done with for influenza A and B, but I'm I'm sure we will. Uh, yeah, we will do PCRs in 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 the end of the year also for influenza A and B. To be on the safe side, just to distinguish between influenza and yeah, SARS-CoV-2. And, and cough too, yeah. yeah. I hope so. I read on the internet that Switzerland seems to go in a different direction. Um, it was, I think, two days ago when I read on one website that uh, the country doesn't want to distinguish between influenza and SARS-CoV-2 anymore. And it sounded to me like uh, Switzerland is just going to sum everything up under SARS-CoV-2, which uh, is quite interesting because from what I got from the talk uh, is that a positive PCR test, when it measures all values, uh, it still doesn't feel to me like uh, being a real substitute to a diagnosis by by a physician, so it's still recommendable that a person with a positive PCR test and all the information he got that he consults a doctor, uh, or do you see the PCR test really as a substitute in the diagnostic so that we don't need uh, the physician's opinion anymore? Uh, I think the physicians, they can't say if it is influenza A or B or, or respiratory syndical virus or para-influenza or whatever, yeah, you, you really need the test, the PCR test, yeah, to distinguish uh, this. And, and if, if, if you go to the hospital as a patient, yeah, uh, you should go to the influenza corner or to the corona corner, yeah, they, don't, they shouldn't mix up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I completely agree to that. So this is one thing to detect the virus. So which virus is it? Because it makes a difference then in the therapy. So if it's influenza, there is a, yeah, yeah. another does therapy. It, does it really make a difference in therapy? I don't know. I thought. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just, not quite sure because yeah. as far as I know, there is no specific therapy for influenza A or B. And so we don't have any specific therapy now for, for SARS-CoV-2. So what mm-hmm. all we are Therapying is, is, is trying to get the to keep the, the lung in sort of normal function, 
mm-hmm. and to reduce the the process of, of uh, infection. But so from a therapeutic part of view, I think we are far away from being able to have specific therapies for different virus infections. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Coaching Conversation 2024. This podcast is 100% dedicated to leadership and leadership within the workplace coaching area. We work with companies throughout the world teaching leaders how to coach their employees. This podcast is dedicated to teaching specific strategies, frameworks, coaching models, and now artificial intelligent strategies to help leaders drive greater teamwork, collaboration, cooperation, greater attitudes, better motivation, coaching career development, just to name a few. I hope you'll check out our podcast. But we can't. But we can't take the doctor out of the game, I guess. So it 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 still needs the doctor to recommend the right way of treatment, either if it's uh, if the person is healthy and can go home and do nothing, or if the person needs to be quarantined, if the person needs to be in a hospital, hospitalized, or needs to be in an ICU. I think the 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 doctor cannot be completely taken out. Which sometimes I get the feeling when I look at the news that uh, this is what we try to do. No, because so the BCS a help for the doctor and mm-hmm. uh, they need it for mm-hmm. making their decision, yeah? yeah. But it's only one part of it, yeah? Mm-hmm. Yes, because the PCR number does not say anything about the health status of the person. Mm-hmm. It just gives you an indication of number of copies of, of virus you, you have with yourself. It doesn't say anything about the status of your immune system but it can cope with this infection or not. Because mm-hmm. many people obviously have a very good immune system, carrying the virus and not being ill. Others have low copies of viruses with a weak immune system, why ever, mm-hmm. and they're really getting sick. Mm-hmm. And this never can replace, so therefore this PCR test or every, every diagnostic test, mm-hmm. which, which uh, reports a number of whatever, can replace the diagnosis of a, of a medical doctor. No, and then of course the treatment in the hospital is not always the same when it is COV-2 uh, positive to the, the person, yeah? So they, they, the doctor say this kind of treatment and this kind of treatment this person needs, yeah? So it's not so simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, that, that's another point that I found really interesting in the last weeks. Um, it's it's uh, the type of persons who need to get, let's call it, no swapped. <laughs> um, usually in the past, when I felt sick, uh, I called the doctor and he recommended something. Mostly it was stay in bed and stay home. You're young, you will survive. <laughs> um, Influenza, stuff like that. So we all know that men suffer terribly from some viruses. So we all know the man flu. All men. <laughs> and uh, then I heard that uh, healthy people need to get no swapped uh, to detect the virus because they can be contagious. And on the other hand, I read, especially on Facebook from friends, that they were home with really severe symptoms. And they called this, uh, this 1450, I think is the number. Mm-hmm. And uh, I expected that when they called the number and have symptoms that within half an hour, uh, 
the virus busters fly in and uh, make sure that the person is tested because for this person, it really makes a difference. Mm -hmm. that, uh, uh, the, the virus is detected or not and because it's an important information for a doctor. And then I heard from these people that sometimes it took up to 10 days that somebody came by and they thought, yeah, well, I mean, if it's 10 days, then everything is over anyways. Uh, why does it take so long? Where, where is the limitation in the PCR test on the, on the time wise? Because when it really takes uh, 10 days for every person to get the results when they are sick. You don't around. need it anymore. <laughs> yeah. After 10 days. <laughs> about, it's, the, it's the cheap system. <laughs> you wait for 10 days and then... <laughs> <laughs> But why does it take so long that uh, people uh, need to wait 10 days from... I mean, first that the people come and on the other hand, then also that they get the test results in their hand. To be honest, mm -hmm. we were not prepared. And we are not prepared yet now. Yeah, okay. we need more people out. Yeah, taking taking the samples. Uh, also, the uh, IT system was not up to date. And now we are focusing in a in a. We are getting another problem is that uh, the world is running out of of uh, simple sticks or plastic tubes. Really? Yes. Uh, I wouldn't mind. So, uh, I mean, the, the idea of getting a nose swab is not very appealing to me. Uh, no, but, but why is uh, still, I mean, we are now eight months in the pandemic and I think we have diagnostics experts who are doing research. Uh, are there other options on the market or coming to the market than a PCR test to diagnose or to, to find the virus? Uh, or is it the only gold standard of diagnostics that we have? Um, that will stick around for the next couple of years. What's your opinion? We, ha we have the antigen test. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, we, they are, they say they are sensitive. Yeah? I think it's not, they are not so sensitive. Yeah? Uh, but it's very fast, easy method. It is cheap. Yeah? And it is a method also to say, uh, Okay, I don't have it in that with this, that high copy numbers, uh, so I am not uh, dangerous in the moment and for the next two six hours. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's a good system. Uh, the problem is there sometimes is it's false positive with the antigen test, and and uh, I don't know how to react with such results. If I tell you, Chris, you are positive. Yeah, it's not a very good feeling, huh? In school, it would be a good feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'm hurt. The general dif difference is with the antigen test, uh, you really detect the, the part of the functional virus. So you can be sure you have an active virus no. within your body. No, you can have the protein like RNA... Uh, Uh, um, parts you can also have protein parts of the virus, yeah. Sure, but yeah. it's not very, yeah. But I agree with you; it's it's not that sensitive. It cannot be that sensitive normally. Yeah. Mm -mm. And we have at least two or three different antigens that are just detected nowadays. I'm not sure about the specificity of these, but I think it could be a first shot to find out those people who are highly infected, because these definitely yeah. will be found. Because of the very low sensitivity fast, fast, fast. and very fast and, and with very low cost, it can be done everywhere. It can yeah. be done in the front of a stadium. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, and you don't need an expert. You don't need, you need instruments. Yeah. How quick is this test? So this minutes. 10 minutes. 15 minutes, minutes normally. And, and what do you need to what do you need to take the test? Just same uh, species, other the same samples from the nose. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's like the, the the proteins around the RNA. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then there's a the surface, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they stick together. The RNA and the the proteins stick together. Yeah, so you can take the protein from the virus, or you can take the RNA from the virus. Okay. Yeah, but we don't. Together. But we don't spare the nose swaps. No. <laughs> Not really. Or you do the gargling test. <laughs> Yeah. As as the home Which forever. Is... I don't like the idea. <laughs> 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 I just stay home. <laughs> but there is there's no there's no option that's for example you, you take a blood sample or you just uh, yeah. take it from like influenza A or B, yeah. Mm. It's only yeah, they don't go into the, the, the blood. Yeah, they stay in the respiratory. Yeah. Sometimes they go into the blood, yeah, but mm -hmm. not only for a few days or hours. With the blood test, you can detect the reaction of the of the immune system. Yeah, the antibodies. You can you can detect the antibodies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you can detect whether you have been infected with this virus, and the immune system has reacted. And if the immune system has reacted, and you have a useful amount of antibodies, you can be sure to be rather immune to the next infection for the next at least few months. Mm -hmm. the, it is not known how long and immunization lasts this oh, yeah there's, there, there's a window for the antibodies to detect yeah because the the b cells producing the antibodies uh they are only there if they are needed yeah sure and then they go back in their holes and waiting for the next infection <laughs> and they're getting activated again yeah therefore you don't find antibodies after a few months in, in, in the blood yeah. anymore. So basically with the current tests that we have on the market, it means for detecting immediate infections, we rely on uh, PCR tests or antigen tests, which basically is the same method of extracting the virus. Mm -hmm. doesn't make a difference. The only thing is the time. So it's quicker. The, the second test is quicker than the first one because of the workflow. Mm -hmm. uh, it's and easier cheaper. to do and cheaper. Much cheaper. Much cheaper, yeah. And taking any blood samples with this coronavirus doesn't make any sense because it's just for the aftermath. So you can say, okay, I mean, there was an immune reaction and the patient is, is healthy, but it doesn't help to find these uh, asymptomatic uh, patients that uh, the governments are fearing right now that there are people without symptoms who are spreading the virus because they don't stay home. Mm -hmm. um, I was hoping that anything was coming to the market. Like, I mean, I like, I like Apple, I like Apple watches. Mm -hmm. So they can do a lot of things. Uh, are you aware of any digital detection system so that we can uh, look at blood pressure or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. pulse no, frequencies? No, 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 that's a, that's a, good, a good thing, yeah. They are very cheap. The, uh, they measure the, the oxygen in the blood. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? This is, I say always crocodile. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And they are cheap. <laughs> you can buy it yeah, with 20, maybe 30 euro. Yeah. And yeah, I have one at home because you, you see immediately, immediately that in 
a lot of cases with COVID too that the oxygen in the blood goes down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is not seen with influenza A or B. Okay. So that's really a good test for yourself. Yeah. It's and not hundred percent hundred percent reliable. Yeah, but if if you have low oxygen, yeah, then your alarms should go on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Albert, are you this aware? Not, this test not, is not validated until now because um, you should establish your your own normal value mm-hmm. of oxygen saturation. And if you do that regularly, like doing a blood pressure measurement, everybody is in his normal range. And if this goes out of the normal range, you should be alerted. Yes. So this could be a very, very cheap and easy method for self-evaluation mm-hmm. of healthiness. Yeah. I think it's not always the case that you have low oxygen, even you have a lot of virus already, yeah. Uh, and you don't know how how many virus you have, yeah. Uh, yeah. but this definitely yeah you it's a help. Yeah. Um maybe not for smokers. I read that uh people who smoke the cigarette also sometimes experience the same problem that the oxygen level goes down in the blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have a different normal value. <laughs> if they are inf- if they are infected with the virus, it will go even lower. Okay. Yeah, so or you can... don't when you don't smell anything anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the second possibility. Yeah, to say, ooh, something is going on. Okay. This means I'm healthy because uh I'm smell it's <laughs> <laughs> very, very good. Um but you t- but these are still a complex test. So uh, I mean um you said the oxygen test is not very reliable. And the PCR tests and antibody tests need specialists. Uh, so there is nothing coming to that, that, that I can buy at BIPA or uh, DM with 100% reliability uh, to make sure that bef- when I want to fly somewhere that uh, I can present a cheap, easy, 100% accurate test uh, to, to foreign governments um, that doesn't need a lot of specialists in the in the workflow. If, there's if, if you choose to fly somewhere now, yeah. <laughs> uh, you need a, spe- a good test. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's very important. Yeah, but if you would like to screen a lot of people, like all this, uh, the uh, children in school. Yeah, we definitely need a cheaper test and an easier test. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is, yeah, we have a lot of regulation in the European mm-hmm. Union and uh, the high, we have high quality tests around there yeah, because we have this regulation, but we have to think now in a different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have to develop cheaper and easier tests, which are not so reliable, yeah, but yes, and fast. Yeah, yeah but for screening. I think cleaning, it's, yeah, it need and so... tests where we don't need all the tubes and paper tips and, and instruments and plastic, yeah. I mean, yeah. what what worries me is with these large screenings, it looks to me like um, a lot of healthy people are tested, which is good, so they, they can be sure that they are not sick and don't have the virus. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, sometimes, especially with those friends who are home alone sick and they don't get a test, it looks for, to me that we use the resources. Yes, yes. And people with the problem 
don't have resources available. But for, they, for those people, it would really make a difference. So I think this should be something that should be changed on the political level. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We have to be careful with our resources, yeah, because we, we need them for a longer time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we need them for really heavy, heavy cases. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the doctor already know that it is cough too. <laughs> they make a test. <laughs> you don't need, it, you need a test with a person with symptoms, uh, special symptoms yeah, mm -hmm. for cough too. Yeah. And, yeah. And we don't have to repeat this test yeah, for them. Yeah. They repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. Yeah. Yeah, if they are healthy afterwards, yeah, you don't need a test anymore. Yeah, they should stay a little bit more at home. Be careful, but yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much for 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 talking with me about these PCR tests. Uh, it uh, helps me to understand better what's going on, how accurate the test is, and what it can be used for. I hope we get uh, some new diagnostic methods on the market. And I wish you a very nice Friday afternoon and uh, weekend. And let's stay in touch. Okay. Have a great day. Thank bye you. Bye. Have a nice weekend. Ciao. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed. Have a great day. Mm -hmm.